Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash value town. This is our town. Welcome. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 206 of Value Town. I'm Chan V, and we got Nicolina back from last week, and we've got Sedonia joining as well. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Just a little you... bit sick, so yeah. I'm just my voice <laughs> off the bat. Yeah, I know you're a little under the weather today, so thanks for thanks for joining us, you know, and and uh, you know, kind of being a trooper through it for sure. <laughs> and Sedonia, it's been a while since you've been on the show, so it's great to have you back. Those you don't know, Sedonia, he's obviously a player, Canadian, always representing the, the the folks in Canada here. Are you been, have you been all uh, the last few weeks and months since we've talked to you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, pretty excited to get more news uh, about Hearthstone soon. So. Um... Looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, we definitely got a lot of a lot of news to talk about in terms of of uh, competitive Hearthstone because, of course, they came out with HCT after right after our show last week, and uh, you know, so we, we've had about six days or so to brew over it. So I figured we would uh, definitely talk about that today, but not only talk about it. You know, given that there's a new format, I thought it'd be fun to just have uh, Nicolina and Sidonia um, demonstrate the specialist exhibition too. So they they've definitely picked some decks out, and we're gonna be playing some on Value Town. But I don't even remember the last time we did one of these these kind of show match thingies. So it's gonna be a, a lot of fun to get a chance to to just talk about the format. It's not supposed to be super serious or anything, guys. It's meant to just like show off what the new format's gonna be like and and what some maybe decision makings there are decisions that come into play in between matches or when you're building decks. Um, but of course, like always, we always, we're going to talk about what we've been doing this week in Hearthstone. So, uh, yeah, Nicolina, like since we, we talked to you last week, what you've been up to in terms of the game, anything cool? Um, anything cool. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> new decks, new, new format, tavern brawl, anything, anything like that? Just been kind of, you know, chilling, just playing some standard ladder, but nothing yeah. really new and interesting. I've been kind of messing around with decks, but they're mm-hmm. bad. Yep, they're they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> they're all bad. Okay, yeah, that's that's pretty much my experience when I'm <laughs> when I mess with decks. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it takes a while for them to actually get refined. Um, Sidonia, how about you? Like, I know you've been been kind of doing the magic thing as well. So, any uh, any recent Hearthstone stuff? Yeah, I mean Hearthstone wise, I've been doing my daily quests almost every day. So, uh, <laughs> You're right. pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm more of a competitive player, so if I get events to play in or I get to rank up ladder to get a finish or whatever, I'll be playing Hearthstone every day, but right now there's not been any of that, so... Yeah. But, yeah. like, definitely with the new changes that have been announced, I'm really um, looking forward to competing again. Just mm-hmm. uh, looks like the next time might be the, the Vegas tournament that was announced, yeah. but uh, yeah. at least we have, like, a date when we're going to get... Uh, yeah, the very at least the very first one, right? And then and, and I think there's there's like a little calendar or whatever we're gonna to talk to in a, a second here. But um 
but before we do, why don't we talk a little bit about news? There was not too many things really um, that, that came up, but one thing that did come up that is a little bit unfortunate is it sounds like uh, DreamHack Grand Prix, which for those of you uh, maybe not familiar with uh, the competitive scene, uh, is a circuit that uh, DreamHack was doing, or, or at least a, 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 a tournament series, let's, uh, let's just put it that way, uh, that DreamHack was doing the last two or three years now where, uh, you know, like all the DreamHacks, they, they would basically have a Hearthstone event that, um, you know, that, that was open and you know, anybody could go to it, you know, and, and uh, you know, you could play it and, and qualify into, you know, just like with the pros and everybody else is playing it. And the Grand Prix events have historically been some of the most competitive events because a lot of the, the top players go to these events. You know, maybe not as much as when it first came out. When it first came out, I, I think Grand Prix was arguably the hardest events. I don't know if uh, uh, you guys would agree. Both of you guys have been to Grand Prix events, right? I've been to almost like every Dream Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know Sedonia. I bet you, Nicolina. You've been to a couple, right? Or a few, yeah. at least, right? Been to two or three. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, I've even played in one. So <laughs> it's it's uh, been been fun. I've, I've definitely been to a, a several as well. And... I mean, I, I love the events. I don't know what you, what you guys think of, of the Grand Prix events. Um, I think Dreamax were like a good way to like get all the community together. Like, but as far as tournaments, um, yeah, maybe with the new format, it's going to be a bit better because it it took like two or three days to get yeah only like like sometimes it would be like five rounds day one and it, yeah. which would last like twelve hours or more and it was like very um. Like very tiring Ruling. for the players, yeah. like so much traveling as well this year. So, like I think that's one of the reasons why they're not doing them anymore. They just realize that it like players cannot go to three like tour stops every month and not burn out. Which, but like going to like one Dreamac every two or three months would would be great for sure. Okay, so you actually think this is a good thing? Oh, I said so, because I. I I kind of viewed it as a bad thing, but I didn't really look at it from that standpoint, you know, from from like more of a player standpoint. Um, I mean, it really depends what they want, um, what they want the game to be. Like, if it's more like uh, of a full-time thing where they, they want their, their players to be involved and in, uh, making it like a full-time job for them. And that was the dream for a lot of players uh, last year, trying to go to every tour stop, trying to grain ladder every single day. And uh, that was basically a, like an 80 hours a week job, but there wasn't like support to, to finance the players to do to do it. So they realized maybe um, it's not like sustainable. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the general HCT tour, I, I agree with that. Um, but speaking specifically the DreamHack, like there's, you know, he, he hinted at hosting, still looking at hosting Hearthstone events, but, you know, I, I feel like from the statement that I see here, it sounds like there may not be any Hearthstone events at, at the DreamHacks in 2019. And that's like a huge difference, right? Compared to, to the last several years. So um, I don't know, Nicolina, like, do you, do you read that the same way? Or, or do you think that there's still going to be plenty of, of Hearthstone events at DreamHack? Uh, it seems like if they have events, it's going to be like local community, like Fireside Tavern Brawl type events. It just seems like they're not going to be putting on them. Yeah, the whole the thing. competitive ones yeah yeah and that's like a way different right? and yeah. that would be a shame because the you know dreamhack i can't think of any other ones to be honest like a live big event where it, it was open 
you know, like anybody who actually attended the event could actually play if they wanted to. And that, that's, would be a real huge shame if that was the case. Um, so yeah, there were some non-DreamHack ones though. Like all the ones in Asia were not DreamHack and there was some Geico events. Um, mm -hmm. There was like PAX events, all of those. There were like more events that were not DreamHack that were like still the same. Uh, oh, were they, they? They were open to like anybody could show up there and play. Okay, yeah. I mean yeah. the the Geico ones for sure at at the um, uh, you know at some of the road shows. Yeah, th those definitely are open as well. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think about those. So yeah, at least we'll still. Ha I I think we'll still have those. Who knows? Like I, I'm not even sure we'll have those. Those aren't, you know, weren't as, I think, big named as like the Grand Prix series was. So I think we'll probably hear more from, some, you know, those, those events as well to see if they're, they're still doing it. I imagine the Geico ones are still going to happen at, at a lot of the, the road shows at the very least. But I, I feel like the main issue with DreamHack is that they cannot give HTT points anymore. And that's the main reason why all the pros would go. And also a lot of players, like, for example, I, I was sponsored to travel to those events. So... Of course, I, I was going, but I wouldn't be able to afford to go to events um, without being sponsored, which is the case for most players yeah. uh, right now. So they can't have like a Grand Prix series, but definitely, I mean, I'm pretty sure they, they will still have Hearthstone at DreamHack if they want people to go there and play Hearthstone, which is like a game that is still popular. So I don't see why Hearthstone would not be there. Like yeah. they're not saying they're not going to do it. Yeah, they're they're... Well, let me, let me change this. They're, they're, they're not saying they're not going to do it, but at the same time, you know, like there, there isn't a commitment to it either. So it, it could very well be what Nicolina is talking about, which is they, they just do very casual type of events, right? Like have little mini taverns or something there and do that sort of thing, which, uh, you know, that, that would, that wouldn't be too great. <laughs> like I would, I would hate to see that after, you know, DreamHack was just such a, a regular, you know, just event in our competitive tour every every year. So, um, I mean, we'll have to see. You know, obviously, uh, I think that that they're trying. I don't think they're just like, oh, we're outright. They're saying that they're just not going to do them anymore. So, I, I'm sure they're trying to figure it out. And th there's a lot of games going on right now. There's a lot of choices to be honest to like organize an event. And at a BC, Mike here is, um, you know, the person that's in charge of all of it. So he needs to figure out like, is it worth doing an Apex tournament or is it worth doing a Hearthstone tournament? You know, like that that sort of decisions, and that that makes it a lot di more difficult, probably. Um, okay, well, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, the next uh, bit of news is that the uh, you know the the season finals, all right, are coming up this week, and I uh, just wanted to touch on that a little bit, and and mostly about which. Which champion did you pick, guys? Like, who, who are you picking to win the whole thing? Or at least get you the most packs? Who Anybody? Did you pick? Me? Yeah. I did not choose yet. Oh, you haven't chosen? Okay, so you're waiting, waiting until last minute. <laughs> what did okay. you pick, Chandler? Who did I you? Oh, man. This is, this is the tough one because, like, there's definitely a, a few friends in, in the list here, but... I, man, I got, I, I ended up going, I'm, I'm on the Ike train, so I'm going on the Ike. I, I went with Ike, uh, but it was tough between him and Tyler and Knoblord and, and Bunny. So it's, it's tough. Who'd you end up picking? I'm sure you picked the actual, you didn't pick an emotional choice. I'm sure you picked an actual rational choice in terms of trying to get packs. Um, no, I did pick kind of an emotional oh, choice. Oh, did you? Okay. I mean, right. I'm obviously friends with like Ike and Noblord and uh, Tyler and yeah. a lot of, the, of those guys, and I didn't pick any of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
actually, like the last time I watched, I was really impressed by uh, Kaimiao, the Chinese player. Oh, really? Okay. Chinese players have been like bashed repeatedly for not being up to standards. And I thought, yeah, I thought Kaimiao was, uh, seemed pretty cool and played really well. And now he's coming back. So, and I think it would be nice to see someone from China do well finally after so long. So, yeah. I, He's got a pretty interesting. He's got the quest rogue too, like in his. I actually uh, picked before seeing the the lineup though. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> I did not base my. I just based my decision on. Uh, just yeah, I think it would be hotness. <laughs> yeah. Bloody face too. Yeah, a lot of people bring pretty similar lineups to be honest. Like there, there isn't too too much craziness. I mean, there's like an odd warrior. I, I think that Ike's the only person bringing an odd paladin. Everybody else is bringing even paladin, or or murloc paladin too. I guess. So that, that I thought that was an interesting decision by him as well, but um, but yeah, this it's going to be happening you know this week and this weekend. So definitely be sure to tune in. These are going to be the last chances for for people to get into the world championships, which are right around the corner. I can't wait to to uh, you know get a chance to start covering that. And that's going to be it's going to be crazy, star-studded, crazy. You know, just literally the best players are all going to be there. It's going to be nuts this year. Uh, so. We'll see who ends up filling that lineup out. Uh, but enough news. Let's just get to the main thing. I, I think the biggest thing is is obviously the HCT 2019. Uh, all the news that was announced there. And um, man, it's like where to start. There's there's definitely multi, uh, you know, pieces of it. And I, I think the first thing to talk about is really just the format because the format's one was one of the things that people were most anticipated about. So the format that they're going to be doing is the special, you know, what they're calling the specialist format. And the specialist format is going to be a single class format. So every player is going to choose one class and they're going to create a base deck, which is going to be like the, the thing that they have to play with first in, in every single match. And then from there, they'll be allowed to change five cards to create a second deck. And then again, from the base deck, they can change five cards. Uh, you know, they could be different or, or the same, whatever. They can change five cards again from the base deck and create a third deck. And then they're going to be playing the best of threes with just whoever their opponents are with those three decks. So after the first match, they play when they play their base decks, the second match, they can switch decks. They can change between any, any of the three. And then they play each other again, and then you know it keeps going until somebody wins two games. So uh, vastly different, very, very different in Conquest. Conquest. You know, just in so many ways, it's totally different. Very, very, you know, we saw a little bit of this in, in TESPA, I believe. And so, um, yeah, what do you guys think of this format? Uh, we'll start off with you, Nick Lena. Any, any initial thoughts? Uh, I think I think I like it. It seems interesting. I haven't actually played it yet, so I'm excited to, looking forward to our show match in a bit here so I can test it out, but... I think um, I think the only thing I don't like about it is that changing five cards between the decks may not be enough to make the different decks feel significantly different. But uh, I guess we'll see how much it really can change matchups if mm -hmm. it actually can uh, can make the deck different. Because otherwise, there's not too much point in playing three versions of almost the same deck. Right. I worry a little bit about seeing the tech cards during the games, but. Yeah. I'm wondering if, you know, like, like you're right about, um, you know, five cards might not be changing it, but that assumes like you have the frame of mind of, of what we we're currently doing, right? Like we just have the best version of this deck for this particular type of, 
you know, archetype or, or whatever it is. I'm wondering if like the base deck will change. Like maybe the base deck won't be, uh, it'd be kind of crazy because you have to play with the base deck first, but maybe, you know, the base deck ends up being something that's a little bit more malleable, you know, like to, into, into different, different types of, of decks for your second and third deck. But, um, but Sidonia, what's your, what's your thoughts on it? What do you think? Um, I think it's pretty interesting, but I really wonder, like like Nicolina said, if the five cards thing is really yeah. relevant, or it's yeah. more the fact that instead of being uh, some kind of conquest format with bands, then it's just one deck, which has the implication that anyone can have only one deck and play a Hearthstone tournament. Like for for players who are like watching on Twitch and don't have a full collection, they don't need to invest and build and build four decks, and like pretty much yeah. anyone that's free to play can build one deck easily. So maybe that's part of what they were going for, just trying to make it more accessible to everyone, which okay. is um, yeah. kind of concerning, though, because uh, people have been saying on Twitter it's pretty hard to register it in, into these tournaments, uh, in, into these qualifiers right now, that they are really restricted in oh, terms really? of people, which doesn't really... If like they're more accessible, more people want to play in them, and then it's only 200 players oh, worldwide right. registering any one of them. So maybe some work will have to be done there to... Um, either like make more tournaments or have more people in them or try to somehow restrict who can uh, access them, like maybe require people to get legend before they can uh, get in or something like that. And I feel like we might have a lot of people like signing up that aren't actually intending to play or won't show up on the day because you can just go and sign up for all of them like as they come. Right. Of available too. Right, right. No, that that would suck if you're taking up a spot, you know, and, and then somebody yeah, else loses opportunity to play in it. That would be terrible. There's a wait list, but then like if you're on the wait list, you have to be like, okay, well, do I show up and hopefully I get in or Yeah. I think you can almost guarantee that people there's gonna be no shows to a tournament. You know, two hundred and fifty six right. people, there's gotta be no shows. I have some of them have like two hundred plus people wait list though. Yeah, that's oh, man, that's brutal. Yeah, but you know, like, what else could they do? You know, like, like outside of what Sidonia suggested, which is have some type of qualifying method. But all that really does is just lessen how many people can play in the tournaments. But I'm, I'm wondering if there's any, any better solution to this. Like, they can only do so number, no, certain number of people. They can't just take infinite amount of people. So I mean, uh, the solution yeah. I was thinking of is that. I mean, it's kind of convoluted, but everyone would have some kind of record in their account of like how many times they've gotten a uh, legend or just some kind of indication of their strength and commitment as a player and then give priority to those players to qualify. And like if someone qualifies and decides not to go to the tournament and basically waste the spot of someone else, then maybe that person would not be allowed to play for the next season or something like that. Uh, and uh, right, it doesn't incentivize people to register to everything, qualify, and not go. But we'll see in, in Vegas for the first one, like 300-something people will qualify, and we'll see how many people show up. If 300 people qualify and 100 people show up, then it's obvious there's a big problem with, with, with the system. If everyone shows up, then maybe it's fine, and we just keep doing it, uh, this one. How, how bad it would, be, would it be to, to charge to enter a tournament? You know, because, you know, one, th one way to, like avoid people that really you know are, are not serious about it is money you know like you, you, to have them commit money usually we'll, we'll, we'll have people taking it more serious or, or be sure to show up on time and everything do you think that would be be or is that against the rules i don't, I don't even know exactly it's packs the tournaments give packs right yeah 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 so 
I guess the person doesn't have to invest any money, but I, I mean, most tournaments you play and other games, you, you have to pay money. Yeah. So I don't I mean, think it's that weird, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine if we had online tournaments, right? Like we had a tournament format built in, you'd be paying gold probably to enter it like you do arena or something like that. So that's, I think they should think about that. <laughs> you know, if, if people are just signing up, like, and there's giant wait lists, then obviously yeah. there's something a little bit too easy about it. Um, but yeah, so specialist format, this is like the format. And then and you guys have been definitely um, hinting at, at some of the other changes, which is the qualifications. Uh, well, first off, the schedule is very, very different. Uh, the, the entire year will be broken up into three sections. Uh, and then the final section is probably the you know just the world champion you know just the at, at the very end right just all the top players coming together, but the first you know March through April it looks like it's only going to be in America's region. The uh, it looks like May and June will be Asia Pacific, and then July and August will be Europe. Uh, and what that means, guys, is like during those months the other regions aren't doing anything. Like it, it's just completely focused on that region. And I believe the players are still allowed. I mean, when I asked around and, and what I found out was that the, the players are allowed to participate in, in multiple regions, but you have to actually go and fly to these events. <laughs> you know, So in, unless you're being sponsored by a team or, or you, know, you have a lot of money to travel like that, you're not going to be, be doing that. So um, what do you think about the change to the, the, the overall schedule and just having like each third of the or not maybe not third, but each quarter of the year being dedicated to a region. Uh, maybe start with Sidonia on this one. I don't really have a problem with it, but like I said, there just might be like it just might be difficult for for players to to attend these tournaments if they if they don't like you said if they don't have money if they're not sponsored things like that. Mm -hmm. And the feeling I have is is that it might be more difficult to get sponsored now than it was. Like uh, two, three years ago, I was getting like team offers constantly. Everyone wanted to sponsor Hearthstone players. And right now it hasn't been like that. Like maybe we're going to get some cool announcements soon and teams will be like, oh, well, we, we want to sponsor Hearthstone players again. We want to be associated with yeah. them. Uh, right now it's kind of moving away from that. So mm -hmm. of course, if I qualify, for example, for, for Vegas, sure, I'll pay to go. If I qualify for, I don't know, if it's like in, in Singapore or something, I probably still would go, but I, I, I realize that for, for most people, if you're going to a tournament where your expected value is like less than $1,000 and it costs more than $1,000 to go there, you're not sponsored, then it's, you have to treat it like a vacation, like a hobby. And like Hearthstone is a game. Maybe it's okay that we're treating a game like a game and not like some kind of means to an end or finance or exposure or whatever, but it's definitely moving like in a direction that that's like, it's less about esports and more about being a fun game. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and when he mentions Vegas, by the way, guys, it, it, Vegas is basically one of this, this first purple thing. And so this blue area, the March, April, I was referring to is like the qualification period. And then you qualify for this master's tour event, which there will only be three this year. If you're not including, you know, the actual finals, you know, whatever that's going to be. And, um, you know, that, that's going to be the big event that, that you have in each of the regions. And then, so there'll be obviously the, the people that qualify from those and, you know, go into, you know, what, what will be like the world champion, world champs later. So in this qualification period, that's where you, uh, can go to these, uh, online tournaments. There's going to be basically two ways to do it. You can, you can, uh, grind online tournaments and you can also grind ladder too, you know, placing top four of a ranked ladder. 
No, sorry. I think if you do well in ladder, you qualify for a ladder qualifier, right? Or in like a tournament. And so the ladder will mean something again in terms of the competitive HTT side of things, which is good. And but you don't just get in straight from there. You know, you have to actually get into a, a separate qualifier that that from there these people qualify into the the Masters Tour event. So, uh, is there any other way to qualify besides that? I think those are the only ways, right? Uh, in the, uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's any. Oh, if you do well at like the first event, you qualify for the second event, I think. Oh, really? So if you do well at NA, you just get into the Asia. Yeah, finishing as a top performer at a okay. previous Masters Tour. Yeah, there we go. Oh, nice. Okay, I didn't re actually realize that. That's great. That that's kind of cool. They, they they do say like securing an invitation to licensed third party tournaments. So yeah. maybe yeah. like like we talked about DreamHack before. Maybe maybe DreamHack will be like, oh, we 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 can get HTT points, but we can show a tournament and give some invites. Like just <laughs> that that seems like. <laughs> That seems like the best route, to be honest, for, for people, right? Like, I mean, obviously, invitation can be for whatever reason. And uh, if you get invited to one of those things and have to and get a chance to avoid all of the grinding, oh, that's that's amazing. The China Gold Series was interesting as well. Um, which tournaments were the Gold Series ones? Uh, like, or which are the big big name China ones or the Gold Series? Because I'm I'm not sure. Which I think were. the Gold Series China is like the main Blizzard series, and they have oh I think they had two tiers. They had like a professional tier and a open tier, and the professional one was like restricted to like 128 players or something, and the open ones had like wow, 2,000. Sounds like players. a great system. Yeah, that sounds like a really good structure over there. That's cool. Um, okay, so I guess they'll have their own top X players get into, you know, uh, qualify for the Masters Tour event too. Um, okay, yeah, so that, that's pretty much the different qualifications. This, this is obviously, you know, some new things. You know, I think the uh, the fact that we're, we're discontinuing the whole tour, you know, and people getting points that way and adding more online. Um, I, I think that you can, I've heard both arguments for this. Like it's either good for the folks that are you know like part-timers you know not full-time hearthstone professional players that that you know maybe have a full-time job and can still maybe qualify for this and still live the dream or it, it could potentially be a bad thing because there's just so many or, or there there might be so many players playing in them that that's going to be really hard to finish or win one of these i think you have to win one of these things to actually qualify so um i'm curious to see what you know how both of you guys feel about it obviously you guys are both um, you know, more on the full-time side, but, uh, Sidonia, I mean, you were, there was a, there was a time where you weren't full-time, you know, there's a time where you were part-timing and I think initially when you had success, you were, you were part-timing it. So, um, how do you think this affects folks that do have a job and is this better or worse to be able to have more online tournaments? Yeah. I mean, what I did initially is that I would just like play open cups and try to make top 100 ladder to qualify to prelims and it's only after i qualified for world and got team offers that i pretty much had to go full-time because the system was changing in a way that it would be very difficult to yeah. keep playing don't go full-time um also like my friend doc Pone did pretty much the same thing i did initially except instead of deciding to go full-time like i did he decided to stay part-time and just like he went to dreamhack montreal this year he went to prelims but i mean playoffs but that's all he did and that's also kind of a viable way to, 
to do it, but yeah. there was also a ton of like grinders who would uh, like just have the dream and like quit school, quit their job and try to, to stream and get a team to sponsor them to go to events and grind the HTT points. And I think we're going to see a lot less professional grinders, but we might see more people who have a job who play like um, during the weekends or whatever, uh, make it to these tournaments. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Nicolina, what do you, what do you think? You know, cause I remember Justine tweeting about it, you know, and Justine was definitely one of those, those part-time players and she wasn't happy about like what, what was basically announced in terms of, you know, like a, a lot of online stuff and, and you know, that, that being for the most part, the, the only way, but that, that was maybe prior to this recent announcement. So maybe she's, she's a little bit more happier with this, but what do you, what do you think as, as a person that, you know, obviously streams, uh, full time, but, has had some consideration for, you know, being part of HCT as well. Um, I, I mean, I ended up being just short of prelims last time because I, I, I think because I just couldn't go to any events. So mm -hmm. I ended up needing two points and it just like, it was hard. I mean, like that's high, that's high ladder finishes. Mm -hmm. yep. But um, so I felt like, at the end of the time, if I had been sponsored to go to, I mean, like I am on F2K, but we don't send players to events, or at least we didn't this year, but outside of our like um, core competitive team. Mm -hmm. So I felt like if I had the budget or time or whatever to attend events, like maybe I could have made it. So I guess that's better in this case. It's not like you don't have to travel like that. There's yeah. more opportunities to get to get there online, but I also feel like it's a huge, it's going to be a big grind uh, because like Ardeman mentioned, there's so many of these cups and you have to win one and there's whatever, there are 250 people in each one. And mm -hmm. it's just, I mean, it's one deck format, which we, I guess it remains to be seen how high rolly the format is, yeah. but it seems a little bit like going to, like it'll be, the people who get some good matchups throughout their pairings. Um, yeah. Then I'm with, with that title. And I also think that ladder is less. It's, I guess it matters again, but it seems like a harder, again, a more difficult thing to do to qualify through top yeah. 200 on ladder and then top four in this tournament. And it's like... It's like another layer to have to qualify, right? It's a pretty right? slim yeah. chance. Right. It seems like the worst way to go about it. I think the cups seem more reasonable mm. than, than the, the ladder qualifier. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I don't know if I... I don't think I'm going to try for it at all because I don't think I... It just doesn't make sense for me to do... Like, I can't... I wouldn't even travel to them if I made it, so... Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you wouldn't even go to the Master Tour events? No, if I made it, I could not. Well, I definitely could oh. not go. Well, there's definitely no reason for you to do them then. I know, like, I definitely yeah, could I mean, not go to one that was a, that was outside the U.S. for sure right. because of the whole sponsored travel thing. The, the Vegas one, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> the Vegas <laughs> one, everybody will go to that one. But, yeah, everyone, <laughs> right. exactly. Right. So. Yeah. yeah it does, it's a little disappointing that it's like, okay, after the first month and then what what is there to do again yeah they were just the empty season right for for na and again yeah. unless you you can fly to, to asia pacific and and europe and i mean i i guess all the qualifications is online so i guess you can qualify yeah. for them but then in the end you have to still 
travel you know like to to wherever the the event, uh, events are going to be i mean they're going to be in pretty cool places so it, it, it might be worth it given that it's only what well, it's only three times the, this year and, and having to to figure that out or maybe people are willing to sponsor just the three times just to send people out there but i think uh, it's tough for streamers too because yeah uh yeah i mean obviously those times we miss out on being on stream during like it would take probably like a week of time at least out of the the schedule and also the cups, I don't know if those are going to be good streaming content. I'm going to try to do it, but I worry that it, it may not be just because of, I, I don't, I don't trust players not to come into yeah, the stream snipe you or your just, opponent. Yeah. And it's kind of asking for that if you stream without a delay. And then if you stream with a delay, it just kind of like hurts the content. Right. Too. Yeah. But, the, the streaming is going to be it. Conflicting there's for sure. Of, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of downtime in them usually too, because you have to wait for rounds yeah. to be over most of the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, but you, you know, so you made a good you made a good point about you just think that this overall thing is going away from esports and just more to you know this is just some kind of competitive you know element to it, and it's not like an outright crazy fully supported esport even though it is like HTC is still i would consider you know a a very supported you know esport like structure you know uh, uh whatever we're calling it <laughs> you know and it's like product or i guess is what we, what we we should call it but it is getting lighter you know and uh, you know the format's lighter which in a lot of ways makes sense the the schedule is lighter you know, the money is the money lighter <laughs> compared to last year. It's, and the time, yeah. I think. I also think yeah. it doesn't really reward consistency because, mm -hmm. like, you could grind and grind and grind these cups and you just don't get a break, or you could just play one and then get, get lucky. But yeah. at least, yeah. like, the ladder finishes kind of rewarded consistent players for, right. for playing well um, over a whole month or, yeah. you know, or at least you know some kind of last chance feel, right? Like the, the, these are the people that actually grinded the entire year, you know, or, or the entire season or whatever it is, and they still get a shot. Um, yeah, that that would definitely be be nice. I mean, they're only giving points to the winners, <laughs> you know. That that's like that that in itself is like already pretty pretty uh, tough, <laughs> you know. Like it's yeah. pretty daunting that you have to win to to be able to qualify. Right, it's like one good performance gets you there, whereas the previous system you had to perform well over. Mm -hmm. Like there was a bar that you had to get to that all the players had to get to, so they were all kind of like equal caliber. Yeah. So do you do you guys like? I mean, do you guys think it's right to to be, have a grindy type of thing? You know, like because I, I can see arguments for both. You know, like arguments for having just like these maybe fewer tournaments, and you know, if you do well, you do well, and then if you're lucky enough that you know, you get through, you know, whatever. There's a, there's definitely some luck factor in it. I mean, versus, it just, versus having to play like hundred, like a, like 50 tournaments, you know, and, and going that route. Yeah. Just like, I think there might be a thousand players that are good enough to qualify for prelims uh, right now that can invest maybe five to 10 hours a week in, into Hearthstone. And right now only the players who can invest 20, 30 hours have a chance of making it. And now they're changing it so that every, Anyone who can invest five to ten hours can make it, but the benefit of investing more time is not really there because even if I would say, "Oh, I'm gonna quit my job and play Hearthstone uh, every day to grind these open cups," there's no guarantee I can even register to them, and there's no guarantee I can win one. So my incentive to do that is not very strong, and my incentive to just play a cup um, 
if it happens that I'm available and there's one and I can register, I can just play and maybe qualify and get a fun vacation yeah. uh, out of it. I also wanted to touch on what Nicolina said about streaming Open Cups. I actually tried to do that. I streamed like Open Cups every day for, for a week and then all the grinders noticed that I was streaming the Open Cups and uh, what course. they would do is uh, always like they would never select their deck first. So I would notice that when I would select my deck, their deck would not be selected. And then 15 seconds later, when the delay kicks in, they would pick the counter pick every time. So it was like impossible. Yeah. And the last thing I want to touch on what Nicolina said, uh, how like um, it might be too polarized and you need to get good matchups, stuff like that. I think it's already the case in Conquest. Like you can yeah. build a combo lineup, an aggro lineup, a control lineup. And I, I feel that in most of the events this year, my performance was decided mostly by the matchups I got. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, I, I'm really looking forward to possibly getting a format where, yeah. or we might get to play more Hearthstone and not get too many polarized matchups. Yeah, I mean, there, there's always going to be some element of that, right? Rock, paper, scissor element into it. And and it'll be in... I'm really curious. The more and more we talk about the specialist format, I have to say, the, the more I, I, I'm actually getting excited about it. You know, the, the specialist format is something where at least something that's a little bit similar. It's not exactly the implementation of it, but, um, you know, I, I've talked about it in the previous shows. It's just having like a 10 card sideboard and, and having more of a 40 card type of uh, a deck instead of a 30 card deck and what that would mean for meta. But um, but what's really what, I, what I'm really intrigued about is just the threat of certain cards and how that will affect the the even the meta of the initial deck, you know, and. and that, that's really cool. And in my mind, I, I think the evolving meta as time goes on, obviously in the very beginning, people will probably just be learning like what types of things can happen, you know, uh, with the people changing cards and tech cards or whatever. But I think uh, over time, we'll start seeing people, you know, coming up with very interesting base decks and, and, and having them adjust from there. At least that's what I'm hoping for. Because if it doesn't, the worst case is what I'm, I'm afraid of, which is everybody just ends up picking the same deck, you know, because it's like the... The, you know, everybody agrees that this is the best class that has the most versatility, and we've determined that this is the best initial deck, too, based on stats or whatever. And, and then that would be, like, crazy boring and stupid. You know, like, and, and there would be very, very lack of, of interesting matchups and whatnot and, and boring for even spectators. But I suspect that's not going to happen, though. You know, like, I, I don't think that, that we're going to fall quite into that. So I'm, you know, I'm very curious. I mean, today will be fun too. You know, obviously we're not going to be taking it serious, but at the same time, I think we can get a sense for how things are going to, or at least get a flavor of it, you know, how things are going to go. And we're going to start in a few minutes here. But um, last thing to talk about is just the whole Grand Masters thing. So um, they they haven't announced anything about it, but I think the Grand Masters is what's going to be equivalent to the Master tier, you know, that we saw this last year. And, um, you know, I, I know one thing for sure is that they were asking the opinions of the people that ended up making, you know, three-star and two-star masters and seeing what they they think, you know, should be the right criteria, I guess, to get into grandmasters, which will lead to, you know, special, you know, perks and, and, and money for, for, for the most part. But um, what's your thoughts on, on just the master tier and what you think the grandmasters should be? You know, um, you should it be equal to what like three star masters was this year was three star masters too hard well what do you guys think uh sedonia i asked you first i mean three star master was basically um 
I think you needed a huge brain and also high-roll everything or just be a literal god. So <laughs> I think only two players got it this year. So even if yeah. those players would... If we would play like the year again, starting from the start, there's no guarantee anyone would even get it. I think right. like stars needed to align for anyone to actually get it. Um, I mean, you, you asked me what I hope for. Like, obviously... I want to keep playing Hearthstone competitively and the whole system you were offline, we were offlining about like the open gut thing. I, I don't think I could afford to like not work and stay home and play open guts. Like this is just not something that, that seems viable, right. but maybe the grand masteries would be a path for me to keep playing competitively. So I, I hope they're going to consider like someone's achievements and consistency from the beginning of Hearthstone and not only the last year that it was very, um, very grindy, but um, I mean, we'll see what what happens, right? Yeah, I mean, how many people made? Ma I mean, two two or three people only made. Wait, how many people actually made three star masters? It was what Hunter Ace, uh, I think Saiyan, Saiyan got it. and that's it, right? Fino was short. I think it was just two, right? The only two people got. Had an insane year, like both of yeah. them. I mean, they had they dominated sections of the year, and not to mention, never just had had bad sections of the year. So mm -hmm. that, yeah, that that was crazy. So only two people made it there. Like, I I hope there's more than two people that could be grandmasters. You know, so Nicolina, what do, what do you think is a good number to have as grandmasters of of Hearthstone HCC? Um. A good number. Yeah, you think like top 25, 50? Like, I thought what, what they do you think? said there would be 16 per region. Oh, did they? I didn't see that if it was. In a previous announcement, maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe it was, okay. 16? Like one of the initial ones. So 48 total? That's what I thought. That's not bad. That would sound a lot better <laughs> than two the entire year. I would, I would take that. But yeah. who knows if that's true, I guess. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that some things might change, but it's it's going to be more people though. There's no question. It's going to be easier than it was this year. Yeah, I don't think there'll be two. Yeah, only. yeah, for sure. So excited to see that. I uh, can't wait till um, you know. There, there's obviously more news to announce. Like it just keeps getting uh, a little bit of a drip feed to us. I so. know. <laughs> Maybe before I the. Know everything. I know, right? I, I think that's the last thing, though. Is there anything else that they they've. Uh, they haven't really shared with us. I mean, you guys, yeah, can, I don't think so, I right? think that that's most of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That big question mark at the end with the... Uh... Right. So overall, you guys happy? Like, not so happy? Just lukewarm about it? Like, how, how do you guys feel overall about the changes to HTT? Um, I'll be happy if I have a shot at being... <laughs> Grandmasters, so I can keep playing Hearthstone. Uh, yeah. Right? yeah. Otherwise, I, I might still have fun playing Hearthstone like casually and go back to what I, what I was doing three, four years ago, just playing when I have free time. But mm -hmm. like I said, uh, being sponsored and getting to travel and play Hearthstone was super fun the last few years. But um, yeah, I mean, I got to earn a living like everyone, right? Yeah. <laughs> got to pay the bills, right? <laughs> Nicklin, what do you think? Uh, you think it's uh, better? I. I don't think it's, I don't really, I'm, I'm not really 
super excited about it, at least as well, is. If you um, say you're not going to even play it, then I, yeah. I mean, that's probably I'm bad, like right? Competing and everything, but I don't want to kill myself over playing like 20 cups a week or like yeah. stressing out about, oh my gosh, I have to finish top four in this one tournament. Um, I, yeah, so I, I definitely like competing. It's a little sad, especially with the whole dream hack thing on top of it. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. seems like we few opportunities to play in a competitive setting if you don't grind these cups yeah and get lucky in them yeah i just i I don't know something about the whole grinding element to it just i don't know it feels wrong to me i think grinding is fine but i think that like the i think the ladder finish grind was just better because it's less of a dice roll like it's like Mm -hmm if I put a certain amount of hours that I have like a reasonable win rate, I can probably get there. Right. Uh, but okay. you could put in all the hours and, and not get there in a couple. Well, there, there's a, there's a bit of a restriction. Like a to, You're like, I need yeah. this point. I need to get this finish and get like four points or whatever. Right. Um, and then you, you know how your progress toward that, but like it, you can see, it can be frustrating not knowing if you have gotten there yeah. It's like almost the end if not knowing if you're going to get there or not like all oh, your time is wasted or you know it's fine i mean and maybe the hype will die down about these cups and they'll be easier to get into you uh, still have to win it though and, you know? but, yeah and winning <laughs> it you know in a in a game like hearthstone regardless of it can be tough yeah it, it's tough <laughs> like when when especially the best players are playing in it and then you yeah. throw in people that aren't the best players, and it kind of speaks to Sidonia's original thing about having some prerequisite into these tournaments, which I think is a good idea. Uh, it, it it doesn't, yeah, it feels a little bit strange. But Sidonia, you're you're gonna say something. You're gonna. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it used to be grindier in that anyone who's a good enough player who has some free time can say, "I will grind and guarantee to get in because I'm good enough. I know if I grind, I can get in. I'm gonna get those HTT points and get in." And now. Now it's like not grindy, it's like spiky. It's like maybe if I play 10 cups, I have more chance to get in than someone who plays two cups, but I need to spike something. I can't grind it out. So I don't think it's grindy anymore. And I think it's always going to be unfair. There's more people who want to play Hearthstone than there's spots. So unless there's a way that the, the software can figure out who the best player is by watching us play, there's always going to be someone who needs to spike a tournament or grind something out. And it's, yeah, there's going to be a system and people won't, won't like it probably. I get what you're saying. I think the reason I I do think it's grindy is if you do end up having to play 20 cups. I guess like if you yeah if you spike Give, it and you win one of your first five, then you don't have yeah. to. But I I guess planning for worst case scenario in in that. I mean, because I just think someone could grind 20 and never get in. So yeah, exactly. Right. So you're, for me, like being a grind means that you're kind of guaranteed to get something at the end. If you grind something in like World of Warcraft, you just grind it for hours and hours and you're guaranteed to get it there's no skill element to okay i guess what do you call putting in tons of hours towards something that you don't get in the end i feel like it's still a grind it's just so bad to grind for for two (laughs) months to get into vegas and just never get it yeah yeah why would you do that yeah and that's that's the i think that's the issue with the structure is that you're disincentivizing or you're discouraging people that actually want to put a lot of time or, or, you know, in the past have put a lot of time into the system because of how, you know, spiky it is, if we're using that term. So, you know, and it's, this is more beneficial to people that don't have as much time, 
You know, like they're hoping that they just get lucky. It's like, you know, I'll just, I only have time to play like two tournaments. I'm just going to give it a roll. If I get in, then awesome. If not, then no big deal, right? Like I, I, I can only, I only wanted to commit, you know, two tournaments worth anyways. But the guy who, who's trying to do this for full time for a living or a guy or girl who wants to do this for a living, you know, and, and needs to make it into these tournaments, you know, th there's no system for the, them. I mean, you're in the same boat. You got to like, yeah. like high roll something here. I mean, that's how I always approach games. Like yeah. 10 years ago, I went to a few like magic pro tours and how I would approach it is if a friend would tell me, oh, I want to go to this PTQ in this city this weekend. Do you want to <laughs> do a road trip? I'll be sure it was the format. And then I'll try to learn about the format in the car. And then sometimes I would spike a PTQ and go to a pro tour and I would have fun. And that's how I wasn't trying to right. be a pro or grind it. And I think people who have that kind of approach might, might do well in Hearthstone or at least get the chance to perform. Right. And um, I mean, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. Uh, so like, what is the end? Just, just all for the experience, like all for the fun times, I guess, of grinding cups or playing <laughs> cups. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not in line, I guess, in some ways, right? Like uh, the HCT, this, even the uh, storyline of, of world champion or best player in the world, you know, like that, even that kind of storyline doesn't really match up with this type of structure. You know, this structure is more about, Hey, just, are you interested in competitive? Are, like, have you ever played competitive Hearthstone before? If you're not like, let, you know, come do it, experience this type of competitiveness and, and see if you can actually do super well at something like this, you know? And, um, you know, the magic tour is a little bit different because it makes, it makes a little more sense because you can go to these things. And if you qualify, you qualify for a tour, you know, like you're in the tour. You know, and you get to actually be a pro kind of thing, right? But it, it's it's not like that in Hearthstone. Anybody yeah. anybody can be world champion. <laughs> like, I think it's good for like more new or casual players, like you said, because it's a lower barrier of entry. Yeah. And it's good for like the whoever gets uh, whoever qualifies for the the Grandmaster is that what mm -hmm. it's called? Yeah, Grandmaster. So it's good for whoever qualifies for that too. Yeah. And maybe not so good for like the middle people in the middle. Yeah. That's a lot of people. <laughs> well, I guess the I guess the casual people are the majority of the people, but it's yeah. I don't know. The hardcore people are getting you know I think shafted a bit. So it's yeah. I mean, part of it is like, we don't have the full picture now since we don't yeah. know the grandmaster's details. I feel Maybe that two hundred people. Maybe it's three hundred people. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's probably going to be a pretty big deal, and the, the people yeah. who will be in that will have a, a, a will have, will have a, a role to play as well. And I don't think anyone who will win one of these qualifiers is a bad player. I, no, like the game's been out for five years. A lot of players are really good, and um, I don't think anyone terrible will be there. And if I like, I've been to DreamHacks this year, and I faced some players who were like rank ten, never got legend, just showed up. And we won't get those players anymore, so the quality of competition might be even better. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, why don't we wrap up? And um, before we move on to just the fun, the fun show match exhibition thing part where we're going to be showing off the specialist format. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to all our patrons who support the show, patreon.com slash value town. If you're interested in, in making a pledge, but we always want to spend some time and, and say thank you to the folks that do make this show happen. So, uh, just naming a few, a big shout out to Ray Dan and Bryce L, Eric L, Jackpot777, Feldilocks, Old Man Riv, Johnson C, Evie, Sasha G, Jeff B, Eric F, Philo Virus, and Aaron B. Just a name a few. Thanks so much, guys. You guys are amazing. And again, you can check out the link right up there. 
And if you guys, uh, you know, really like what we're doing, uh, take a look at that, and we greatly appreciate it. Okay, so let's go into the game. So I, I know none of us launched the game, so we, I think we need to all get into the game here. And what we're going to do, guys, is um, have Nicolina in Sidonia demonstrate the specialist format. When basically what HCC is going to be doing, best of three, uh, with uh, picking a base deck and then picking two other decks, uh, you know, permutations with, with five cards differences from the base deck. And just have them kind of go at it, like as if they were playing each other in a, a, a HCT match here. Um, I think it's okay to reveal the classes now, right? So, Nicolina, what class did you pick? I picked Druid. Druid, okay. All right. It's been some love for the Druids. It's been a while since we've gotten some love for the Druids, so this would be, be good. I just missed Druid. Yeah, yeah. Sidonia, which class did you pick? Um, I picked Warlock, and I'm just wondering, did you want us to talk a bit about how we built our decks, how we approached the format, what we thought was... I don't know. What do you guys think? I was thinking about that earlier. Like, should, do you guys want to... like I, Before the tournament, we're, you, we're not going to... I mean, the, the opponents won't be able to reveal their decks to each other, right? No, I mean, just like general theory about what oh, we okay. think of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Into it, that, that could be fun. Sure. Like, like how, did, how did you choose your decks? Or, or your class? Actually, class is probably the first thing. How did you pick your class when you were going through it? Okay, actually, I had no thought process whatsoever when I chosing <laughs> my class. I just picked uh, Warlock because I played Warlock the most of the class that didn't get nerfed. Of right. course, Sherlock Shaman is what I would have played otherwise. Um, but I just thought the interesting part was coming up with the five-card sideboard because I was thinking, oh, maybe there's one deck I want Geist against. There's one deck I want... Mm, uh, yeah. Mojo Master Z against. There's one deck I want Iris and Jones against. There's one deck I want like. There's maybe like ten or twenty deck cards. But the thing is, since I have to swap five cards at once, or I can only build three decks, there's no way to ensure that I will have the deck card I want in a matchup. Or I can add five random deck cards, but then I have four deck cards I don't want. So then I was thinking, maybe we don't even want deck cards. Maybe we just want to build three decks that kind of try to approach the format a bit differently, different angles. Right. So I, I don't have the answer yet, but I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of thought to, to be had in this format. Okay. And Nicolina, while you're doing that, if you guys can like at least start a match between you guys. Uh, yeah. But Nicolina, what, what went into the thought process for you picking Druid and then some of the, the decks you built? Well, I didn't feel like just picking Hunter or something, which would probably be like <laughs> common choice right. but yeah, um, I feel like Druid shares a core of 25 cards already with most archetypes okay uh, okay so yeah it was just like it's pretty easy to make three different Druid decks different they're super strong <laughs> like, <laughs> that right. are, yeah. I mean they're all archetypes in their own right mm -hmm. I don't know okay no, that, that's definitely one approach too, and I think a lot of people, you know, I think look at it too. Like which classes, like you said, have a, a very strong base, and you can make three very quality, you know, meta, meta relevant, you know, decks with them. And, and Hunter is like a great, good example too. Hunter is one of those decks I think too that has a lot of, um, you know, possible or at least maybe two decks that you could build only changing five cards. You know, and, and those are two of the top, you know, tier one, tier two type of decks. Right. Like, I feel like if you pick, like, a Gen or Baku deck, then you just have really, really limited amount of stuff you can sum <laughs> out. Right, right. And most of those decks are kind of already pretty refined. 
Okay. But, All right. Yeah, so um, I actually had uh, again deck, and I couldn't find five cards to swap out. I was like, oh, I, I'm just gonna swap out three cards because yeah. if I swap out five, then my deck has too many deck cards, and it's not gonna. Just okay. All right. Well, why don't we get why don't we get into the game? I think I have to wait for you guys to actually start should right start? before i can watch yeah. yeah make sure it's standard and uh you guys have the setting to allow people to watch right <laughs> um yeah make sure you guys put that now i do okay thanks <laughs> I, I appreciate it okay once you guys get started we'll we'll uh pop in to the let's see how game. Goes yeah, it's been a while since i actually produced a a like, spectating game thing so this is gonna be fun here we go, spectate. I'm trying to think of what class I would pick. Is this going to be open deckless? No. Well, really? well, don't look at my camera. <laughs> I might have to turn off my camera then because I'm showing the audience the, the uh, deckless here. Oh, I'm not looking at it. Okay. Should we start playing now? or? Uh, yeah, I think so. I can only show one of the mulligans, though. So, it's guys, it's not like like HDT quality here. Um, <laughs> like, just don't, don't expect that. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not watching the stream anymore. I don't want to. Stream okay, I, I turned off. Yeah, don't watch the stream, and I turned off my camera for now. So, you guys. So this this perspective is, I think, more. How do I turn on the other? How do I turn on your your mode too, Nicolina? Forget. Oh, oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. I can watch yours too. Cool. Wait. Oh, there it is. Cool. Yay, I got it. Okay. I can see both now. All right. We get a chance to see Sidonia's actual mulligan here. And, and again, like, it's go we're going to be talking about stuff. This isn't meant to be crazy serious. So, um, so you, they have no idea what each other's decks are right now. <laughs> so I think... I mean, gonna, I well, think actually, she knows what your deck is. <laughs> yeah. She knows what your deck is. Oh, he knows my decks. No, no, no. He know my. You know what his. You know what oh, kind he, of deck his deck is, right? I know it was even lock, yeah. Okay, I okay. I don't know the text, but it's assuming like Geist or something. But I, I didn't. I obviously didn't pick a really good matchup against it. So Danny uh, was like trying to throw a curveball. It's like, oh, you know, I was thinking about even, but then I couldn't find <laughs> five cards, and then he chooses. I deliberately tried to not consider what class he. <laughs> right. I I deliberately didn't pick Odd Warrior because I was like that wouldn't be. Well, it'd be interesting if she's using even lock and switching out again. Right? Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, you can you can remove again and add, uh, <laughs> add some odd skull. cards, baby. Yeah. You add skull to doom guards and two cubes. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. Not bad. That's pretty. That's almost cube lock right there. I mean, it's going to be hard to to build optimal decks off of your five card swap you know what i mean so i i think you can assume that they won't be what we're used to just being able to build the best you know a shaman or whatever you're, you're building or, or a warlock all right lots of choices there's <laughs> lots of choices so sedonia what kind of deck do you think she has right now um, I mean, <laughs> what kind of probably no wild growth and nourish in there. So, oh, I, I, like all the druids I, I faced on ladder, I've been like the non-interactive. Um, draw my old deck and kill you with some. <laughs> kind of right, right. My deck is super interactive. Your deck is super interactive. Okay, let's see. 
for her. No, I'm just kidding. Who knows? We'll have to see. We'll see. Alright. Familiar cards here. Oh, this is when my giant gets naturalized, probably. <laughs> How does he know? Crazy. Guys, man. I don't even to need to, to see the stream to know what's happening. <laughs> oh, oh damn. Oh, this thing is supposed to happen. You're, you're just nothing. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. That, that, that would happen. <laughs> that would happen, yeah. You can win without Goldan, right? You don't have to need you don't need Goldan. Just need the other other giant to stay. I don't really need gold. I just need to actually do something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This curse has become our greatest strength. All right, Gen's on the board. You know, every time turn six comes around again, I, I I always want to play it. You know, if I'm playing even Shaman or, or even Warlock, I don't know why that is. But then when I watch you guys play, like the mm -hmm. pros play, they never play it. They like literally never play it on six. The best moment to play it is on six. It's never going to be better, right? <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, I think. It's, play, actually. it's just like oh, yeah, ahead yeah, of yeah. the curve. Now. True, true. I mean, here it just didn't, didn't matter. I mean, I have to play some things. So. <laughs> yeah. Another one costed spell. <laughs> I don't want you to play a 7 7. <laughs> mm. Ugh. The classic conflict Dilemma, you're playing yeah. against. <laughs> okay, I guess. I don't know. Druid seems rough. I don't know what else well, I'm doing going here. For it. She, she don't care Kill about it. it. She, she don't it. care about it, agree. True. Alright, no retriever yet. Mm. Mm. What kind of deck do you think she has today? <laughs> you've, seen, you've seen, what, four cards now, right? Or, or maybe maybe a little more than that. A lot of cards. I mean, I know yeah. she doesn't have uh, Wild Pyro or all those cards because she has Oaken Summon. So Oaken Summons always tells you a lot about a Druid deck because, um, like, yeah. Druid can still, like, it's probably less likely to be, uh, like, Mecha Tomb or something like that if you see uh, a lot of minions. Right. So that is probably some of the other combo finishes because I oh, There's the guy. Um, Things just going right for Nicolina right now. Those bills are pretty good. Computing. Computing. Mm. Not 
not too yeah. many, not too many choices that turn. <laughs> yeah. For warlock, but it's not good if they have uh, a lot of uh, naturalizes. So. Yeah. And also, I I kind of stumbled a lot. Like I just did nothing around turn uh, turn five six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't hit very many good fours and mm. yeah, that mid game. I don't have a lot going on though. <laughs> <laughs> what is greedy sprite? Okay. Got to rip mana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Supposed to get that at the beginning, but greedy sprite's one of those cards that they dropped, which is all these other mana crystal options. But now that that everything's been nerfed, greedy sprite's like on the table again. Double, double the file. Oh, and a seven-seven. Oh, see, now I think I'm gonna lose. My hand is terrible. Wow, this would be an amazing uh, comeback. Yeah, it's, it's gonna happen. Look at my armor. This well, is a big mix. You can survive at least three. Well, you can it's survive. So cool you can survive almost cool. eight of these. <laughs> eight of these hits. So, not the. Uh, I think see. you you got plenty of time. Yeah, I don't know if I should tap anymore since I don't have gold on. Like, <laughs> should I not tap? I don't know. You're a warlock. How could you not tap? <laughs> I just, I don't know, though, because if he put, keeps putting down threats and I don't draw anything, I'm just out of luck. I think I have to. I think I have to do this. Wow. Wow. I have to do it. I know. I mean, I think so. I think you did. That, that, yeah. Which, this doesn't happen very often. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, you probably didn't have to, but... You know, who uh, knows? Who knows, right? Like, who knows what would happen in your I'd next three, yeah, next three or four turns? Who knows what you I get, right? I probably have to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you can't swipe me twice anymore. Oh, so. this turned into a really interesting game. <laughs> the people are like, "Is that a druid? What the heck? Is that a druid? Come on, just finish it. I know you can do it." Azalina, that's why Azalina is so awesome. This is a hand you've got, though. I mean, it's really annoying because this hand covers itself really well. Like, <laughs> that's like, true. That's so it, true. The breaker. Oh, or that's so funny. This is hilarious. But also, you can like the wide, you, you have fire, so it's just like everything's so bad. <laughs> you know exactly what she has. That's so awesome. Should I probably drawn first. Uh, You're. Yeah. I thought you said you were gonna tap. You know, that. But I guess now that you know that she, what her cards are, you're okay. To bad, I don't have anything good to draw, so yeah. Maybe I'm supposed to not tap. I, I, I wonder what she's doing on this one. <laughs> mm. Ooh. No, I draw this, so I think I do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Your magic shall not save us. 
Ooh, that did a lot of damage. That silence. Okay. It's not too bad for Sidonia here. Still staring down eight damage with nine health left. I guess you you know about that hellfire at least, <laughs> so that's yeah, some, it, that's some it, range already, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I drew all my my threats pretty much, so oh. <laughs> if, I, if I draw, I'm just gonna die to whatever. So, yeah. Probably. Okay, oh, so yeah. it's getting close. It's getting close. Yeah, I'm pretty dead. Oh, I'm just mm, not completely dead, I guess. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, you just need second swipe or, or UI, so it's pretty, um, pretty bad. If she has UI in her deck. <laughs> <laughs> guess I should. But I guess draw. who doesn't have UI should in her deck, right? First. Sorry, Twitch chat. Oh boy. Could have just killed him, I suppose. I thought I was going to gain armor for a sec, but. Not, not so anyway. Okay. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Ah, no. <laughs> uh oh. It's up to eight health now. Get out of range. Yeah, out of range of that hellfire. Because of the beetle. Oh, I still Nicol Nicolino's trying to BM you in, man. It might backfire here. I'm not trying to be. <laughs> I was trying to be he was he was dead. The stern was not that. Yeah. I would like to swipe, no? Huh? Yeah, yeah, you would be. I suppose if I had it, but I don't. <laughs> Maybe you will swipe with the Azamina, I don't know. Maybe I did. You you don't know, yeah. Hmm. It's tough. To hmm. That last. Okay. Oh. Okay. Didn't I can tell what that last card was. Like. After so draw here. God. Uh oh, she's trying to draw for more damage. She's trying to draw <sighs> for more damage. Pretty much giving up on the uh the Tempo on the board. Board, I Land. can't exactly. win the board, yeah. Uh-oh. Down to seven. Is there another Is heal? There more heal? Let me see. I wonder if there's more heal here. Oh, no, no more heal. Oh, the damage is piling up now. But I don't think it's going to stop this. <laughs> she finally got that swipe. <laughs> And the hell part. 
but you die anyway. The armor doesn't supplant the, the, the health there. Okay, well that was, that was game one. So uh, Nicolina goes up 1-0, and we'll kind of switch over here. Now we both switch? Yeah, so you guys get to switch. If you can, can you message me which one you choose? Nicolina, just say 1, 2, or 3. I like um, it. Messaged me one, two, or three, and then yeah, Sidonia, same thing. Just message me the. Yeah, it's gonna be the last one I sent you. The, it's the only one that's good in this matchup. So. <laughs> okay, I, I have to look again. <laughs> Which one that is? I guess. Okay, so. Yeah, I got lucky and got the naturalizers in the beginning of that game. Oh yeah, they were brutal, man. They you got so such great value there. Where did you message me? I uh, at Discord. Okay, uh, did I see it? I don't. I don't see it in Discord. Um, no, which one that you're choosing? Like I have two. your decks, but oh, you said two. two? Oh, okay, okay. You're not playing the same one. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I have to switch, right? Do Do you have to switch? Is that the, how it works? I thought so. Oh. I didn't know you had oh, to switch. Oh, you don't have to switch. I'm, oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure you don't, unless I didn't understand. She just that. wants to show a new one anyway. I don't know. Me? It's kind of, it's deceptively complicated. When I was making it, I was like, wait, am I doing this right? <laughs> <laughs> With the yeah, five cards. Yeah, so, yeah, somebody in the chat saying you don't have to. Oh, all right. Well, all right. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You wanted to show more anyways. Like, you you built spoiler. these decks, right? So you, you want to show them off. So let me see. Which one was your last one? Let's see. I forget. Okay. Yeah, I, I figured that one was it. Okay. So I think we've got our overlays all set. Let me know when you guys start the game. Actually, it's it's still spectating you guys, so we're good. Yeah, I started. Oh, are you waiting? Oh, is Nick, Nick Lena, are you ready? Okay, there we go. It's just like yeah, slow for some reason. Alright. Okay, so we're getting to see two different decks now. So you, the, I mean, the thing is it's it's not gonna be different decks. Like you only change five cards at most, right. so never like it's really hard to get something that feels different with with with, with five cards. If if that's the goal of the format, it should be like 10 to 20 cards may be different. Yeah, I, I see. That's why I originally suggest 10. I actually thought a 10 card sideboard, but it might be too many too. Maybe an eight would have been better. I mean, even with 10, you can't really make a different deck. Like, Well, you don't want, I mean, we don't want to make there. I mean, if you're going to do like that, if you're going to make different decks, you might as well just like, okay, each of you guys pick a class and you can build whatever decks you want from the class, right? Like, Job done. You know, that, yeah, that's when it, it depends becomes what something the goals else. are for the format. Like, there's going to be a way to achieve whatever goals they want for it, but I, I don't know what the goals are, so it's hard to tell if it's achieving them or not. Yeah. No. <laughs> no section. I can't change the the portraits too. It's too fancy for me, Sestin. My Twitch. Fonts just changed on me. I accidentally in, in installed Helvetica, which is one of these Helvetica fonts, and it just completely screwed up all my fonts on Twitch. It looks terrible. <laughs> it looks like Fortnite font. It's crazy. All right, so let's see this new, new deck. New decks on both sides. Pretty good, right? Starting off. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. I'd say. 
think uh, I think uh, Sidonia has a better start as well. <laughs> uh, it's not amazing. Like I, I, I the last one better than your last game. I mean, the last game, it's not that my start... Actually, it's because she got double oak and Oh, something. true. Oh, yeah, you did get the so giant. My start really. looked bad, but I had the giant <laughs> last game. Yeah, you did have the giant I last game. The giant, so my start was better last game, actually. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe she doesn't have double oak in this game, so I won't get run over. Cool. Yeah. That's... Hmm. Using that spell stone, right? And now I can. <laughs> right, this, this is the even shaman I know. Sticking four tens and <laughs> seems good. Eight, eight. Yeah, turn five for ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think 10 would have been cool too, Ar Aramis. And, uh, I, I almost did. I was so close to doing an event. I, I was literally planning the event, had already scoped out like most of the event to do a 10-man sideboard and was about to just ask people. And then I got convinced not to do it because <laughs> like, mm -hmm. nobody thought it was going to be interesting. Or, or like the people I asked didn't think it was going to be that interesting. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I'm just wrong about this. So, I don't know. I kind of regret not doing it now. I really wonder if the sideboard thing is going to be... I'm, I don't know if they're calling it a sideboard, but... It's not a sideboard officially, but it, it is essentially... You know, you can change five cards, right? And, but, I really wonder if there's going to be, like, a significant impact and cool strategies will come from that, or is five cards just not enough? And also cool. the lack of flexibility from only being able to... Like, since, since you have to choose your five cards, yeah, let's say there's like 30% of the format you really want to kill their weapons, so you can put like Harrison Jones in and Agunas Ooze or something, and then you're going to switch those two cards, but you don't want additional cards because then it's not going to be flexible enough or whatever. Right, so. right. I mean, it's not, it's not a true sideboard. A sideboard's actually more flexible. This mm -hmm. is, this yeah, is you know, because most of the time, it, it, yeah. like, let's say I have a, a five or 10 card sideboard. And there's ten or twenty different matchups. I'm only gonna want to side in two or three cards each. Right. So that's right. So I'm I'm yeah. rarely citing in exactly five cards and citing out exactly five cards right. and having my plan be the same against every deck. Right. right. Yeah. No, that's that's the part where that's you know that's that's so if, even well, more we'll there's a way to make it work out, or if most people will elect to just. Um, like, I'm pretty sure for even log, it would have been correct to cite an even less card than I'm doing. And I'm not even doing the full five, so. Yeah, that's true. You have to switch out five cards, right? Or, or do, you, do you? Like, I don't think I'm you have to switch sure out. You don't have to. I'm, yeah, you don't have to. It'd be up to five. I think you know, you're allowed to have the same deck three times if you want to. Yeah, the only issue is just that you're, you're, you know, like a sideboard's nice because you can actually adjust based on your opponent, too. Like, you know, from round to round, you, you can. You swap in with just whichever cards you want, right? Between games, but with this, you're always going to have the same exact sideboards every single time. So there could be some matches you just play the same deck three times or two times, three times, whatever. 
which really shouldn't be the case, you know, if you're doing this type of format. Yeah, it's just like, if it ends up that we have only, let's say, a two-deck format, there's only like two decks in the whole format, like there's Agro Shaman and Control Warrior, those are the two decks, so then, may, then maybe you can have like, you have the Agro Shaman sideboard, the Control Warrior sideboard, and you have a main deck that tries to be good against both of their main decks, and then yeah. it makes sense. But Wait a second a, here. Deck format, <laughs> Wait a second here. Is this already uh, over? Monkass. Monkass. <laughs> 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 oh, I just got chills. Yeah, we can play the third one too. Let's play the third one too. Oh, GG. Well, we're talking. Let's play another one. Let's just play the last one too. Play the last one too. The last uh, deck I have is more interesting. Yeah. Actually, Nicolina was able to change quite a bit in her last one. So. All right. I'm going to just play the, the same one again because my other one is anti aggro. So. Sure. Okay. Okay. Let me change. Maybe I need anti aggro more. It's, I don't know. it's bad though, probably. I had like Master in my hand. I actually crafted it just for this and it's not even oh, good. No. Well, you, you played Geist too, like right after she used some of her. Or, uh, That's why tech cards are hard to use. Yeah, even, exactly. Not is the best deck for techs because you can draw the most probably, and like I don't know, it's very easy to sub stuff into. All right, showing, showing it. Give me a second. Here we go. Yeah, this this will be a lot different. <laughs> I think. But uh, you know, Nicolina, I think your your deck's a good example, at least, of of you know ha having a a pretty different type of deck. Yeah. Um, or That's at least the play style's <laughs> a lot different. I tried. Yeah. Yeah, this one though, I, I have a weird feeling like I forgot something I need or something. Yeah. Like what's interesting is when the qualifiers start running, there's going to be like so many qualifiers already, like right off the bat, that we're probably going to have a pretty good idea if the and format is working or or not. Like yeah. I'm sure Blizzard have tested it internally, but I, I don't know like which kind of scope they had to test it. And well, uh, they ran it in Tespa too, right? Like th there or something really close to this in the college stuff. Uh, so mm -hmm. they they've done a little bit more than internal. They've definitely done more than internal testing, um, which is good. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they they you know didn't pick something that was completely unproven. But uh, I suspect that the first season, like the NA season, will be interesting. And then by the time we get to the second season, it's not going to be as interesting. You know, it's not going to be that interesting because it might be figured out. So I hope not, you know. I mean, if I get the chance to talk more to, to Blizzard and know what their goals are for the format, what kind yeah. of they, they want to promote, then maybe there, there could be some changes. But it's just so hard for me to know, like, what, what the goal is here. Yeah. Like, it seems to be they want to make it more accessible and they want something simple that anyone can get into easily because that's the big uh, upside guys, of this man. format, I feel. You keep missing, guys, at the wrong oh. times. Oh, no. Getting naturalized so much. Oh, my gosh, this is at the centilol. The centilol of our showdown. Oh, my goodness. I know. Oh, man. Mm. I think Naturalize would be a good candidate for all of fame, actually. Like, I was actually thinking, like, Druid to me is more about wild growth and cards like that. So I would have kept the wild growth and rotated uh, uh, Naturalize. And I, also, I feel Naturalize is one of the most, like, it feels so bad to get Naturalized because not only you, you lose so much tempo losing your big card to a one mana card, but you also most of the time also mill cards and sometimes you lose to it at the end of the game in some kind of combo. Like it's just 
just feels terrible. I mean, on on paper, it, it's it's balanced, right? Like, I mean, giving your opponent two cards is really good. But if you're, yeah, if it's a, if there's a meta where you're actually holding holding cards like you know this even lock, then it's, it's extremely bad, <laughs> crazy bad. It, it literally counters everything. Hearthstone had aggro in the first three or four years of its existence, but since aggro doesn't exist anymore, naturalized became unbalanced because it's insane in, in mid-range fatigue slugfest. So, mm. um, I mean, I guess I can play this card and see what happens. I don't know. That's, that's a pretty good card. That's, that's a pretty good card. Nicolay can't do anything. Nicolay can barely do anything. Come on. <laughs> Super happy. <laughs> I can't yeah. do. I can't do anything. I know, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, oh no. It's crazy. Oh god. Uh, I think you you probably have a sense for what kind of deck she has now. Not many decks play the the astral tiger. Hmm. My poor tiger. I don't want my five five to die. It, it seems good. <laughs> <laughs> It's rude. Uh, should I have last? Why not? Yeah, so getting back to your point to natural, I, I I mean, Druid would have, if Druid sucked against wide board, well, I guess Druid doesn't suck that bad against wide boards right now with, with Spreading Plague, but, you know, before they used to suck against wide boards, and if you took away naturalized, they'd suck against big, you know, single minions as well. So, I mean, we, we had mulch. Like, Naturalize saw no play, actually, yeah, for, for a long for time. True. Yeah. People would play mulch over, uh, over it, and then when mulch stopped existing, um, which one should I, should I do? This one? Lots of choices. Um, uh -oh. Yeah. I think mulch was um, it was still pretty RNG based, but it didn't feel it didn't feel as bad as Naturalize does. But that's just me. I would um, I would bring Wildworld back for sure and try to find other space in the Druid class. But I, I tend to get really nostalgic about all the fun I had playing Wildworld and um, yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I don't want to be Druid uh, uh, anymore. So <laughs> the value is insane. The value is insane. Oh my goodness! I mean, both of those last two cards were good. Fire got burned. Hellfire was great too. I'm not gonna die. Maybe. Oh my goodness. This is insane value. Ooh. This is this is how to be good at Hearthstone. <laughs> However, there's two eight attacks. Oh, <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, it's still gonna be rough. Still gonna be rough. <laughs> kind of wishing you had ten maybe more mana here. Yeah, more mana here would be good. Yeah. Unfortunately, my spells were a little expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, is this going to be enough? Probably not, but... Uh, it might be. Let's see. Oh, that extra armor is good, too. Eight armor, not bad. Yeah, All right, didn't need the health anyways. Lethal challenge, Zedonia. <laughs> this has to be lethal. <laughs> I'm actually not 100% sure, but I suspect it is. I suspect. 
I can just do this, right? <laughs> when in doubt, throw it out. I mean, there was probably like a, a lot of break. other lethals, but then yeah, that was my. I think there were probably a bunch of them. Right. So, uh, I, think so I didn't get to play Mojo Master, but that would also have been. Okay, yeah, I know. She didn't get a chance to play Undertaker or, any, or Hydronox or anything. Yeah, so, you know, this is kind of the. I think one thing we're showing here is that I don't think that was that interesting. <laughs> like, I mean, I would have really liked to find yeah, a way to build a deck that? where yeah. I, I would really have some kind of. A different angle of attack. I, I thought about like even Paladin. Maybe I could have one deck with the Corpse Taker package, one without the Corpse Taker package, or you can build a hunter that one of them has the Secret package and another as a Scavenging Aina Beast package. But that's usually even more than five cards. So I just feel it's super hard to find a different angle of attack with five cards without kind of ruining your deck and adding tech cards. You need all your tech cards to be good against the same matchups, otherwise you can't switch. So I'm really trying to figure out. Um, I mean, is it is it that interesting this. though? Like, for, I mean, I mean, as a player, I totally get it. As a player, it's intriguing and, and it's going to be fun. But let's just talk about the spectators. Was that any was that any fun to watch? Like, I don't, I don't. It didn't seem any different. You know, like it, it's just, you know, it's, it's a shorter version of what we've seen before. That's about that's about it, right? Like, I mean. I would say, like, that's a good point. It, it was shorter. So what that means as a player is that maybe I get to play more rounds in the tournament. So instead of playing only seven rounds, I get to play maybe 12 or 15 rounds. So that's something that I'm pretty excited uh, about, um, facing more different opponents, just getting more chances to uh, to get those wins um, and not just... Yeah. Well, like, like oh, again... matchups, I'm out. Um, again, as a player, Absolutely. But you know, if we're starting to talk about completely going down that route, then do we even care about broadcasting these things anymore? Like, do we care about viewership? Like, because that was much less interesting to me than than conquest. Watching the conquest battles, you know, because that was a that was just so fast. B, you know, it was it was much fewer matchups. You know, different matchups. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in, in these games, you don't even see like. I think what's riding on this and what's riding on the format is that, okay, you get the side, the, the biggest change is the sideboarding element. And we didn't even get to see like most of the cards that you sideboarded, you know? So it, it it's, uh, you know, a, a bit not, it's, it's, it's not like allow, it's not allowing for the value to actually be consistent and, and to come into fruition. I mean, I think they see some, some upside, like in terms of, uh, identifying players to decks a, a bit more instead of being all oh, like just saying yeah, this week that, that playing right. some kind of aggressive lineup and this week he's playing mid-range or whatever and they're going to be like oh we have Fibonacci playing Warrior as he does every single week and is going to be amazing I don't know <laughs> well you, you have the class like the whole best X in the world right best shaman the main, in the world best priest in the world you can you can do that sort of thing now the, the, the main problem though if I'm going to uh a tournament that I know I'm going to be playing against Fibonacci, I'm going to be like, oh, what's he going to play? Thinking, and then I can just counter that. If if there's a and because uh, like right now it's super easy to counter anything you want to counter. So if people can still do that, then they're just going to do it. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So so it's so Boca just made a point. So Soleil did some transformational stuff decks in his uh, Omni Slash video, 
Uh-huh. I mean, that's great and all, but like, I'm not saying that it, it's not cool that you can transform it. It's a deck building challenge. It, again, it's very cool for the players to really go through and prep for it and, and figure out what's going to be the most versatile deck. I'm just talking about in the end, what we see as spectators is the same thing, but shorter. And it's, that, that's worse <laughs> like for me it, it, to watch something that's less. And, you know, like that, what we just saw there, if, you, if it was just 2-0 there, you know, Nick Lina just beating you in the first two, that was like, that didn't even feel like anything. <laughs> You know, like, so, um, I, you know, I'm not sure uh, why is it worse? It, it's, it's just worse because it, it, it's, uh, potentially super short and I don't know, like right now I would say they, they, they can be a little bit long, but when, whenever somebody wins, I feel like they won, you know, like, I feel like, yeah, that person really, you know, feels like the winner and, you know, most of the time it should have won and that sort of thing. But if it's like so quick, then I don't know. I mean, there's definitely more likely for high rolling, you know, and, and it's just like, oh, that was just over really quick and that's it. Like, imagine if that right there was the semifinals. Like, Nicolina just wins the semifinals 3 2 0, just like that. Because the grand finals is the only thing that's best of five. I mean, if you look at other games, like other very popular card games that we're not going to name, I've been using the stuff free forever. <laughs> you can name it. It's fine. Yeah. You can name them. It's fine. Uh, so um, it, it's working for for other games. We maybe don't need to have. Uh... Yeah, but the other games don't have the viewership Hearthstone has. You know, like there's there's probably a reason for that. Like it has success in terms of the player base, but you mm-hmm. know, and, and them wanting to play in those tournaments and whatnot. But nobody watches them. You know, so it, that they don't have to worry about that. Is kind of what I'm trying to say. Because once again, as a player, like. The one time I felt that I really had the chance to play a, a, a real match is at, uh, for example, Spring Champs and Worlds in 2016, where I was playing best of seven. But now with best of five, most often I, I feel like shorter is a big factor. And mm-hmm. uh, if you lose the one game you're not supposed to lose, then it just snowballs. So yeah. I, I really don't feel that best of three will be more high rolly or more... Uh, I just feel that we're probably going to get to play more games, which will compensate a bit for the games being shorter, and mm-hmm. it's going to all kind of um, pretty similar to what we have now. And I mean, we're going to try the format. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, if, it, if it's not good after the first, uh, I don't know if we're calling them seasons uh, still, but if it's not good after the first uh, big tournament in vegas there's nothing that says i mean they're gonna get a ton of player feedback and uh, they're gonna get well they uh, can't change uh, anything like it'd be wrong of them to change it because it's not fair to the people that you mean changing it after after vegas i don't know wouldn't be able to do that no really like you don't think that's i i feel like this whole thing is structured to be you know every, every region is i mean they don't have to do it but the way they have structured it is that you know, whatever the rules and, and the structure and everything is in place in the very beginning, it needs to remain the same the entire year. Otherwise, it's just not fair to like to how folks end up in the end. I, uh, I mean, we always had like one last standing tournament, one conquest tournament, and tournaments could have different formats. It wasn't necessarily okay. announced. Like sometimes they announced the major two weeks before the major actually took place, <laughs> and. And I'm living here in Canada, and I yeah. I register for a major that just popped out that's in yeah. Singapore two weeks from now. So, and I just learned the format, and it may be Conquest, maybe LHS. So I don't think changing the format is a big issue. If if this format doesn't work, it's better to, to change yeah. it. I well, I would 
agree with that. I would prefer to change it than just keep it the same. It's just, yeah, I, I, I just hadn't really seen them change it, at least from the standpoint of like these HCT, you know, like Blizzard organized events, you know, versus just, uh, um, you know, some, some of the, the tour stops, right. Having different things, but, mm -hmm. um, okay. Well, you know, definitely wanted to show just kind of, uh, you know, what, what this format would look like in action. And, um, you know, obviously we, we had to see it in really in play, you know, serious and, and, uh, an actual tournament that's going to have Swiss and everything in the, in the initial rounds, you know, kind of using it and see how, how it works. But, uh, you know, right now I'm a, I don't know, I'm a little bit on the fence about it right now it's <laughs> just from from what even what we've seen but i'm definitely hopeful it, it, it's gonna do well uh i don't know nicolina you feel any different about it after just playing it for like even in this type of environment uh i felt like i mean like no i i think it's gonna be interesting because i honestly felt like i was pretty favored in that yeah no that matchup true but that's going to happen, I mean, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to happen like, sometimes. I didn't have the, the naturalizes I was. I, mean, I could have gone either way. So I think it, it was okay. I, yeah. Like Sidonia said earlier, there's when you bring different decks and you have conquests, it's it's, our, it's very high rolly. So I think that that yeah. format was not great anyway. So I like that what, we're trying something else. What do you guys think about not having to start with your base deck? Like you could start with any of your three decks. Because it's, you know, because the base deck is going to, you know, that that's going to be potential. That's just a, a coin flip, you know, like that. That's almost random. That's completely random, right? I think it's well. If we don't, if it's not open deck list, then it's a coin flip every time, almost anyway. Yeah. Well, a little less, like not exactly, but if it was like last year of standing where you had to continue the same deck, or yeah, be a little bit easier queuing. Yeah. But imagine they have attack in one of their secondary or tertiary decks that's really good against your one of your two decks so like it's just a gamble on which one you're gonna throw anyway yeah well we had that right with conquest just choosing which you're starting you know, yeah so exactly it's it's this conquest had that really but you had a choice hope though. I win the you know like you at least had a choice you know and if you, you chose wrong then you just choose wrong for whatever reason like now it's just I guess your choice is pre-tournament. <laughs> just like whichever deck you think is going to do well against most people, and uh, you choose that. Right. So yeah, I guess that's. I, I think that's it would. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, what? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, finish. I should say yeah. I think it would be better if mm -hmm. you could start with. Oh, start with any. any start of with any of the three decks. Yeah. I'm not sure why you can't. Yeah. Well, I, I think the, the why is probably just the pre-tournament stuff because I, I, I do think that the meta, you know, just like the, the people that will gain an advantage will be the people that very much understand the pre-tournament meta you know, or what, what's going to be the meta in terms of the starting deck because whoever can get an advantage on the very first match the most will probably do, you know, they'll, they'll have much more success than the folks that that aren't even considering that <laughs> you know you know they're considering more of their sideboard and stuff like that so it's, i think that's a very intriguing part yeah. but then again if we have like like we were saying earlier oh i only have one deck this is the class i'm playing yeah and it's like that's not a meta that's just random too yeah that's true but it doesn't how much of that there is they're like i love shaman so i'm gonna bring shaman 
Yeah. So yeah. Now you can invest eight classes worth of cards and save money on packs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be the root of all of this. Yeah. You know, might be completely right. You might be completely right about that, actually. <laughs> um, all right. Well, why don't we wrap up? Uh, you know, this has been a lot of fun. We haven't done anything like this in a year or two years. I don't even remember the last time we did a, a Value Town showdown. So this was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, thanks a lot for you guys, you know, hopping on and, and uh, doing this with me, discussing all this stuff with me as well. And, and Nicolina, I know you were feeling under the weather, too. So I really, really especially appreciate you, you hopping okay. on and being a trooper through this. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, Sidonia, you want to do some shout outs before you take off and call it a show? Um, yeah, just shout out to like all the awesome people in the Hearthstone community. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully, they know who they are. And um, yeah, it will be nice to see people again at uh, in Vegas, probably. <laughs> Vegas is the goal. Everybody's goal. It's definitely a good destination. They need to make sure they pick great destinations so people want to go and are you know motivated to, to qualify as well because of it. Um, Nicolina, any shout outs you want to do? Nah, shout out <laughs> to my community again, as always. Awesome. Uh, and lastly, I'll give a shout out to just all the folks that watched and everybody's given feedback in, you know, the, the chat and, uh, obviously everybody, <clears throat> everybody that's probably listening as well. Uh, or at least listening to the, you know, once we, we do get these audios up, I know it's going to be harder for you guys because we were obviously talking through a show match, but there was a lot of good discussion during it. So I'm, I'm still going to post all of that with uh, the regular show, but if you do want to watch it, you can definitely, you know, find the VOD at youtube.com slash, uh, and then you'll be able to watch, you know, what actually happened at the end of the match. But, uh, you know, thanks to Sidonia and Nicolina for being on the show today and, uh, you know, find us on iTunes and Spotify and, and Google play and soundcloud.com slash Thanks to all the patrons as always. And we will see you next week. So for Zidonia, Nicolina, and myself, Chamin V, see you later. <laughs>